Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. So Siobhan, thanks for joining me today. Um, most of you who follow any of my work will know Siobhan because we've spoken <laughs> a few times before, haven't we, about anxiety, we have. depression and stuff like that, haven't we? So um, we're kind of not new to each other. So look, thanks for coming today. In, in a way, we would have done something this year, but I don't think we would have planned a conversation on a pandemic around the world. But you know. <laughs> I'm not sure any of us planned for what's happening at the moment. No. Anyway, look, um, so look, a little bit about yourself, really, for those that don't know you, that would be great. We'll just kick off there. Yeah, of course. So I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, um, and I'm also doing a master's degree at the moment in psychology with the plan to become a registered psychologist as well. So I specialise in anxiety and helping people build confidence, um, but I'm very much towards the scientific side of how we use things like cognitive behavioural therapy, how we use things like hypnosis um, and behavioural change around anxiety. Yeah, so I quite like CBT, uh, don't I? Because like many, many years ago, it was probably about 20 years ago now when I had a a massive meltdown. I learned CBT to use to sort myself out. I found it a big, a big help and a big help with the counselling. So, uh, you know, I, I like that myself as well. So, look, it is very unusual times that we uh, we are in. Uh, so, anxiety is this anxiety? Okay, so at the moment, there's loads of positive statements about be positive and all of that. Right, and we all do a bit of that. But the real world is that probably, unless you're a robot most of us have got some sort of anxiety at the moment so is it normal anxiety that we've got or is it a bit different so one of the challenges that we face in clinic is working out whether or not somebody's anxiety is normal or whether it's too much anxiety so the challenge we face is working out what it's acceptable to be anxious about and what it's not acceptable to be anxious about and that's very much a personal choice So when I'm working with somebody who has a fear of speaking in public, for example, that's an anxiety that they don't want, is not useful to them. And actually speaking in public is not that dangerous. So it's not actually really that big a deal if you put it in a logical way. The difficulty we have at the moment is we have a global pandemic. I mean, it's not the most serious pandemic that the world has ever seen, but it is still quite a serious thing to happen to us. And there is a risk there. So when we're talking about is this normal anxiety, the answer really is, is there a good reason to be anxious at this time? And I would say there are some good reasons to be anxious. Where I would be careful there is to say that if your anxiety about the pandemic is causing you so much distress that you're feeling really, you're really struggling to get through the days, you're struggling to cope, that's when it's gone a bit too far. So for somebody like me, who's been working on their own anxiety for many years, I feel a small amount of anxiety in this situation, but it's not an anxiety that will stop me from carrying on, that will stop me from making changes to keep my business afloat. It's not an anxiety that will get in the way. It's just a background, this is quite a serious issue type thing. Yeah. That's for for you and that's for lots of people, yeah? Yeah. But I, I guess for maybe the people who have already got a, like a higher level of anxiety for whatever reason and maybe haven't dealt with that yet they may they may be they've started there they may be there right they may have they may have yeah, definitely. go to there 
And a situation like this will definitely make somebody who already has anxiety uh, quite considerably worse because there are now more things to worry about. And the way that our brains work when we have anxiety is that they're very good at finding things for us to be anxious about. Yeah. And of course now, if you watch the news for five minutes, there are more and more reasons to be anxious and to be concerned. So yes, it wouldn't surprise me and it doesn't surprise me to know that people are experiencing more anxiety at the moment. Yeah, fine. I find for me, funnily enough, I don't know this is the same for many people, but I find for me, i kind of not particularly bothered in the day particularly, but in the middle of the night if I wake up, that's when my head might start going, oh, and I have to stop myself dead in my, because I kind of know how to do that, because I've learned it, I have to stop myself dead in my tracks before I go down, the whole world's going to blow up, you know, do you know what I mean? I've learned yeah. Uh, my own mechanisms for doing that, I guess. So what sorts of things are you sort of seeing generally at the moment? And what are you sort of picking up about anxiety generally and what you're hearing about it? So touching on what you were saying about waking up in the middle of the night um, and what I'm seeing at the moment is that those people that already have quite good coping strategies are managing quite well. If people don't know how to manage anxiety, then they're struggling at the moment. So things like waking up in the middle of the night is quite common. Um, our brains at night are doing lots of things still. So when we wake up, we are often thinking about things. So somebody who already knows how to manage their anxiety will understand that's what's happening. As you said, they'll stop it and then they'll go back to sleep. Somebody that doesn't know how to do that won't be able to stop that process. And that process can sometimes happen in the middle of the night, as we've talked about. But for somebody who's really struggling with anxiety all the time, it can happen whilst they're watching TV, whilst they're trying to read a book. It can happen all of the time. Yeah, it, it, I suppose it can. Okay, well, let's get into, I think you've got a few thoughts and ideas that people can try to help them a bit, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll start with my, my biggest tip, really, which I think is the most important thing. Um, and to give it some background, I've seen in clinic, uh, online obviously, because we're social distancing, um, but also on Facebook and all the other social medias that we tend to consume, there's a lot of people at the moment who have an attitude of, it's okay for other people, but not for me. And this can be a really dangerous mindset to get into, particularly if you have anxiety. So I've mentioned to you before about cognitive distortions. These are ways in which our brain thinks in a negative way, which has some sort of detrimental impact on us and the way that we feel. So there's a cognitive distortion called maximizing and minimizing. And what we're very good at doing is either maximizing other people's successes and minimizing our own, or well, we can be very good at maximizing our own struggles and minimizing other people's. And this can lead down a rabbit hole of a lot of negativity and a lot of mindset that's very poor me, uh, feeling sorry for themselves, feeling angry because other people have got it easier than them. And there's a lot of this that I'm seeing at the moment, particularly online um, with the government help, which for some people is better than others. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to fall in that trap of thinking it's okay for these people because they don't have the same struggles I do. Yeah. So my first tip, um, and it's one that's kind of useful anyway, but don't compare yourself and what you're going through with other people. Because this pandemic, I haven't spoken to anyone who it's not affected in a negative way at all. So it's having a detrimental impact to everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So don't compare, particularly don't try and compare favorably 
in your favor for how bad you're struggling to other people uh, because it just sends you on this path and this negative thinking pattern that everything's always worse for you um there's always problems in my life nobody else has to worry about these things these kind of feelings can really make anxiety a lot worse mm. yeah i'm thinking i was smiling to myself there because i think i fell into that tra trap a bit you know when they were doing the um the government was doing we're going to do this for employed people yeah we're going to do this for self-employed people and then i'm thinking am i either of those two things <laughs> you know <laughs> they're lucky they're all going to get money i'm not you know so it's so easy to fall into that and that way it is it? easy to do because we're hardwired to worry about ourselves and our own survival that's that's how we're that's yeah. how we evolved um so even myself as the company director of my own company it's like which camp do i even fall into so it is easy to fall into those traps and I would say if you realise you're doing it, don't beat yourself up about it. Just realise that it's happening, calmly accept the fact and change your mindset into something that's more beneficial. So this is affecting everybody. And this is where things like positivity, although some people find it a bit naff and a bit difficult, this is where positivity can really help you out. Because actually being able to look around and look at the things that you do have is a much nicer experience for us than looking around, looking at how easy everybody else has got it. The other thing as well, um, laughter, you know, you know, and, and actually kind of almost created a time if you have to for that laughter. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Laughter is a fantastic way of making us feel better in general. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can find stand-up comedians that you like. I mean, we live in an age where the internet is accessible to most people. Yeah. So, yeah, find find stuff on YouTube that makes you laugh. Like, why not if you've got the time to do it, which a lot of people do now. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I did my first TikTok last night. <laughs> you know, purely for, you know, like, why not, you know. Entertainment value. I mean, posted it. <laughs> I know that made a lot of people laugh. It gave them a lot of laughter. So, uh, like, you know, why not? Why not have a bit of fun with everything at the moment? Isn't it really? Yeah. Um, and that kind of attitude of just having a bit of fun with things yeah. will definitely help. So, I mean, I, I am still working, but not at the same level as I was. Yeah. So I have a bit more time available now. And so does my husband. He's a chiropractor. So he suddenly has a lot of time available. So we're experimenting with cooking and yeah. silly things like that and being able to laugh when things go wrong, being able to enjoy it when things go right, just have a bit of a excited, experimental, yeah. exploratory attitude to this whole situation will help you out massively. Yeah, no, I think, I think so. What about you know, what you can control, what you can't control? Yeah, so this is always a challenge, isn't it? So there's, there's obviously many things about this situation that we can't control. Um, and the whole basis of cognitive behavioural therapy is that we can't control the situation. We can only control ourselves within the situation. So there has to be an element of letting things go, which is a challenge um, and does require some coping skills, as we talked about, to do. Uh, but absolutely just accept the fact that there are going to be quite a few things that we can't control over the next few weeks, particularly. Because here in the UK, I don't know where people will be watching this from, but even going to Tesco's oh. now is a several hour long process. So just yeah. accepting yeah. those things. Yeah. And again, having that kind of sense of humour about it will help massively. Yeah, no, funny enough, I've noticed, and I felt a bit better about it, I've noticed 
Uh, last couple of times I've been shopping, uh, like a little bit calmer, a little less people charging around like headless chickens. Not obviously not full shells, but a little bit more food. I think you can even look for the positives in shopping rather than going, oh, they haven't got any bleach. You know, oh, they got bread, bread's back, and then eggs, and you know, you can, yeah. you can see some positive signs out there at the moment. I think. <laughs> And it's a chance to try new things. I mean, the last time I went for my weekly shop, I couldn't get everything that I would normally buy. Yeah. So you're buying different items and you're having yeah. to work out what you can make with them. And if you can treat it as a bit of an exploration and a bit of a game and a bit of fun, then it will help you out massively. Another thing I found I did, I kind of accepted to myself that for the this kind of all of last week, there was a lot that had to be done. What you know, what you can control, right? And I said to myself, the next week and a half are going to be, I've already had a conversation with myself, it's going to be stressful to get to talk to people. I'd already had I'd kind of preset to myself what to expect, you know, in terms of talking to people on the phone, in terms of emails and get responses and stuff like that. So I sort of settled into that way of thinking. But then I took control. I made a list of all the things that needed needed to be done, not like to be done, but, you know, like bills, that you don't need, you know, um, standing orders that you, you can cancel with people that, you know, because you can talk to them and you're allowed to cancel it. You know, my gym is closed, so clearly cancel cancel that straight away. So just to take and I felt better at the end of the week. I felt whilst I hadn't finished everything, I was in play with everything. It was all, there were conversations going on and I was in the system, not waiting to get in the system. So I think that's another thing I would say to people, this take control, you know, if you look at what's got to be done, you will feel better a few days into it. Once you've got, they won't necessarily be complete because there's a lot going on, but you'll be in, you'll be in, in the uh, in the game, so to speak. So, um, so yeah, I, I would definitely suggest. Sorry, I would okay. definitely suggest that people make a list of what they can do in this situation, as opposed to dwelling on all the things they can't. Like you just said, really, just have a think about what is it that you can do to help yourself out in this situation. So if there are outgoings you can get rid of, then please do. Or they maybe be mindful of local businesses and how they might need support. But that's a decision that you'll have to make yourself. But yeah, definitely make control of the things you can if there's stuff that you can do. Um, and seriously try and let go of all the rest as much as you can. What about, um, I don't know if you um, have any sort of structure to your day. Are you in the morning waking up knowing what you've got to do are you planning in the morning planning the day before what's your approach to a day or a week yeah and actually um this fits in really nicely with my next tip so my next tip was to try and keep some sort of routine going it doesn't have to be massively strict but keeping some sort of semblance of normality is really really important um i have a huge amount of reasons to feel very lucky at the moment and one of those is the fact that i have a horse and he still needs looking after twice a day. So lying around in bed in the morning is just not an option for me because I have mm. to get to the place where he lives and put him in his field and then bring him in again at night. So I don't really have the option anyway of not doing those things. But if you're finding that you have nothing to do, then I would strongly recommend trying to get up at a relatively sensible time. I mean, I'm not suggesting that you should stick rigidly to whatever you were doing whilst you were working, but try and keep it roughly in the same sort of area, definitely. It will help you massively with your sanity, with everything, and it will help you when things go back to normal as well, because you won't be trying to jump back into a routine that's completely different to what you were in. Yeah, don't just slide into 
12 hours a day of Netflix. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one because to a certain extent, yeah, to a certain extent, do what feels right to you. I mean, you know yourself better than anybody else. Um, I'm quite a busy, active person. So for me, 12 hours of Netflix a day would be a massive issue. But if you're somebody that is used to sitting around in front of a screen, then it might be less so. So just have a think about what your normal routine is and how you can kind of stick closely to it. Yeah. And also on that thing, I think, you know, if you do watch bit of TV and stuff, what, you, what, what you're watching, right? Because I, I kind of feel like I was watching uh, Angela Merkel the other day, you know, the German, uh, what they call her president or whatever she's called, and she was talking about Germany, it was all live and all dramatic. And it kind of feels a bit like, I feel like at the moment, like I'm living in a BBC One drama. I can't, it doesn't feel like real. Yeah, it does feel like a movie at the moment. It's really bizarre. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I tend to stick to quite lighthearted not yeah. too heavy things personally yeah. 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 and what about um what about the news you ration yourself on the news or at all because some people yeah think, definitely yeah it's a fine line again isn't it and again you have to find your own balance because we want to stay up to date and we want to know what's going on and obviously when there were different announcements particularly about the the help packages that affected yeah. me my business the people that i work with then i was a bit more engaged with the news but I think now that we've got to a stage where we know where we're at, we know what we're supposed to be doing, I personally am not really that engaged with that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, me as well. I, I tend to wait for the, or was waiting for the government talk towards the end of the day, and then half an hour after when they talked about what was going on, and then that was it. Because right at the beginning, probably like most of the people, I found myself getting sucked in, feeling quite anxious, and then realising what I was doing and pull myself uh, completely out of that and feel much better just watching once a day really now. And it can be the same with social media. I mean, Facebook um, has always been known for its propensity for sharing not correct information, Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, it's rationing yourself as to how much of that do you want to see, really. And also, not even just the fake news, sometimes how much do you want to see of other people in their lives at the moment? Yeah. Yeah. What it has done, I've noticed, have you seen this, I've noticed a lot of more jokes going around. There's a loads of, on the phone, people sending jokes. There's a sense of humour. Maybe it's the British thing within the design, some sort of, you know, all that's going on. There's a sense of humour. People are broadly keeping it, I think. And it's quite funny. You can give yourself a chuckle every now and again, particularly if it's a good one. I want to talk a little bit about um, panic attacks, if I may and there are some people that have them have had them or whatever or may feel their anxieties building right up and feeling you know close to that edge just your thoughts on yeah. that some tips on just like you know controlling that a bit yeah definitely so a panic attack is basically when our anxiety symptoms come to a point where um our body goes out of balance so um when we have anxiety, we often breathe a lot more shallowly. And when we get to a panic attack stage, that breathing has just gone completely out of control. And the systems that normally regulate all of these things have just got a bit confused. Um, so the reason I'm saying that is to kind of reassure you that they feel horrendous and it feels like you might die, but that's not the case. Um, panic attacks are actually quite simple to control. It just doesn't feel like it when you're there. So if you are prone to panic attacks and you're finding that this situation is making them worse, um, I'm not surprised. 
So in terms of how to control them, there's a few different ways. And I would suggest that you practice some of these before you have a panic attack. Um, because relying on something you've never done before when you're having one doesn't always help you as much as you'd like. Um, so there's a breathing technique on the NHS website where you breathe in for two and you breathe out for four and then you breathe in for two and out for four and it's called two-four breathing. So it is that simple. So in the middle, middle of a panic attack it's basically forcing you to breathe out slowly over an extended period of time so that you're breathing out the carbon dioxide and so you can breathe in oxygen more effectively to calm that breathing. So that's a really good one. Um, normal, normal, what was that? normal NHS website, if people yeah. just Google that, and it's what's it called, 2-4 yeah. breathing? Yes, it is, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, they have a couple of other breathing techniques as well, which are really good. Um, my personal favourite one is to do a mindfulness technique, which is to imagine that there's a balloon in your stomach, and as you're breathing in, you expand the balloon. And as you're breathing out, you deflate the balloon. And the challenge becomes to inflate and deflate it as slowly as possible. And a lot of what we're doing is distracting the mind. Because when things go into overdrive, um, our mind panics, really, as much as our body is panicking in that situation. So we're just trying to distract it, get it to do something. Because panic attacks do subside. They always do. Even if you can't control it, they will eventually subside. So that's a really good one. Um, and I would strongly recommend practicing something like mindfulness just as a general rule to get used to using it, um, which you can do in loads of different ways. But obviously the Calm app, I think they have some stuff for free at the moment because of the pandemic. So that's probably a good one to look at. So where's that? The Calm app. What's that then? So it's just an app, a mindfulness app called Calm. Oh, Calm. Um, and they have... Gotcha. It. <laughs> I was getting the I was getting the full thing. I was getting the car the car app and I'm thinking Uh it calm. Go in your car and relax. <laughs> Just don't drive anywhere. You can Just... imagine driving a car if it helps. <laughs> yeah, 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 you can. You can. Okay, so there's a few good tips there for uh for uh, for people. Things like and this might be a bit easier said than done at the moment, but like nutrition. Mm-hmm. Any Absolutely. So part of staying in a good routine would be to carry on eating the sorts of things that you would normally eat. I mean, again, I like to be very relaxed about a lot of things. So I wouldn't suggest sticking rigidly to a particular diet. Um, but if that's what works for you, that's fine. So it's OK to allow a few extra treats because, you know, tonight you're stuck in watching another movie and you want popcorn with it. That's fine. But try not to go too overboard with the excessiveness. Mm. that can sometimes come and it's tempting to do but yeah it will make you feel worse so what about exercise and that again not quite can you see me by the way i've got a bit dark i can still see i think the sun's come out behind well yeah yeah it's coming again what about um exercise it is a bit hard i know you've been training for your uh marathon and indeed i saw somebody did a marathon around their garden the other day didn't they (laughs) four or eight hundred times, I can't remember, but unbelievable. But yeah, just a, just a bit of your thoughts on that? Well, exercise, I mean, it's well documented how important it is for our mental health. Um, I would again suggest, and this is very much a personal thing, sticking to your normal, what you would normally do for exercise and adapting it wherever you can. So, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, I was training for the London Marathon, which has now been postponed. Um, so I was out running for three to four hours once a week or so. 
Um, so that's something I've decided to keep up personally, but I'm not suggesting that everyone goes out and runs for four hours. Mm. Um, that's not necessarily the right thing to do. But we have been told by the government that we can go out once a day for exercise, and I would strongly recommend that people have a go at doing that, whether it's walking, whether it's running, cycling, um, whatever else you can think of to do outside, then I would strongly recommend it. It is a really strong link between mental health and exercise, and also being outdoors and exercise as well. Yeah, just following the government guidelines of doing all that, though, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, any other tips? Um, the other tip that I have, um, which I think is very important, but maybe isn't thought about too much, is to be a little bit aware and a little bit cautious about using any kind of substances to help cope with this. So what I've seen a lot online and what I've spoken to people about is this idea that, uh, particularly if people have children at home, which I empathise with a lot, uh, using things like wine, gin, um, alcohol, basically, in order to cope with the situation. Um, I would strongly recommend, again, <laughs> sticking to a normal routine. So try not to drink more than you would normally consider acceptable, um, because things like alcohol actually do increase things like anxiety and depression. And what has been a bit scary is noticing in the shops how things like the wine and beer aisle is completely empty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Which raises questions as to what kind of mindset those people who are sitting at home drinking, what kind of feelings yeah. they're having about that situation. Yeah. So yeah, just, just try as much as you possibly can not to change too much of your normal life. So if you normally go out for a couple of drinks on a Saturday night with friends, then there's no harm in video calling them and having a couple of drinks together. Yeah. But increasing the amount you drink so that it's every single night because you don't have work tomorrow, you don't have to get up for anything, yeah. Yeah. it's going to cause long-term issues. Yeah, I wonder whether you do, I wonder whether you, I hear, I hear what you say about that. Uh, for me, I, I am no interest in alcohol at all, funnily enough, personally. I've got some bottles of gin out there which last me about 10 years probably. Um, um, but I, I, my drug of choice is food. Yeah. So already I've had, I've, I've had to check myself a bit realising that it's easy to graze because you're, you're at home, right? You think, oh, I'll have a little something with a cup of tea. A and too many cups of teas and too many little something. So I think also we might all have our thing and we have to watch our thing doesn't become more of a thing as well without realizing it yeah definitely and i'm the same sort of thing um chocolate is mine um and it's really easy particularly with all the easter stuff that's out at the moment it is really easy to indulge in a few extra bits and pieces because you are just sitting um and you aren't doing so much um and it's it's a very easy trap to fall into so it takes some discipline <laughs> but yeah if you if you can try i mean again there's no harm beating, there's no point rather beating yourself up about this. If you've eaten too many cakes today, then today's done, don't stress about it. Yeah. But just have a think about the long-term ramifications of what you're doing. And does that really fit in with the type of person that you want to be? I think this, um, in, in a way, if you can get a mindset of, and I know there's some horrendous things going on, but equally this is a big opportunity to really use this time to do all sorts of things isn't it yeah definitely and um, the interesting thing about human race in general um, for anyone that studied any kind of social psychology 
is that whenever there's some sort of big crisis, we do see a lot of fantastic things from people. Um, so I locally have seen um, groups of volunteers come together to go shopping for the elderly, to pick up prescriptions. Um, yeah, there's just been some incredible things that have been seen. So there is a lot of opportunity here. There's a lot of opportunity to really tackle something that's very difficult head on and decide that actually this is the time that I'm going to take a crisis and I'm going to be the person that I want to be in a crisis. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think for a lot of people, you know, who are thinking about starting a business but never have time to really delve into it and educate themselves on it because they're busy, busy, being busy, they've got a chance now with social, you know, social media and Google and all that, Zoom calls, we can still talk to people. There's so many things we could do, right? So are you in any little Zoom groups at the moment, are you? Uh, not Zoom, no. Oh, you other or other things or whatever they might be. Yeah. But yeah, there's loads of things. Um, there's a fun app at the moment called House Party. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. you, can, you can video call your friends through a House Party app. Um, oh, so there's all sorts of silly things like that that you can have a play with and have fun with. All right, that yeah. I've, I've been to uh, Saturday night. We had a little Zoom th uh, kind of uh, whatever you want to call it, like House Party in a way. But I think we'll all be, in, you know, in six months' time, everyone's going to be expert at the moment at that then, because at the moment, everyone talks across each other. They're not used to it <laughs> yeah. like, 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 like we're doing. But slowly, I can see in a week already, people like waiting for their moment. We're going to be experts at this, by the end of all this, probably. People won't be frightened of social media and doing Facebook Lives because they'll be on Zoom all the time and house party and all this stuff, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's so, loads of opportunity out there. So um, I'm not going to pronounce your name right. A, a Dutch friend, uh, FK. I never know how to pronounce your name right. She also has horses, so yeah. you should uh, check Siobhan out because she's uh, got all the same interests as you have. So hey, Anne, Siobhan, I'm drinking lots of tea. Causes a full bladder. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Don't do that if you drink lots of tea. So I'm switch to decaf how much tea I'm drinking. I've well, got another, and there's so many teas about, right, as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, if we to kind of pull that in together, just some general, just a few general tips for people, just uh, what would they be? So what I've said already is don't compare yourself to other people, particularly don't um, assume that everybody's having an easier time than you. Try and stick to some sort of routine. That includes things like eating and drinking, trying to stick to the same sort of things that you do. And I think just to touch on what we were just talking about, try and maintain some sort of connection. So if it means going into Zoom groups or downloading silly apps that you can play with on your friends, then do things like that so you can stay connected, even though obviously we're not really allowed to be anywhere near each other. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I, that's something I've done. I've I'm kind of got people on a bit of a rotor already that where I'm talking to a couple of people a day uh every day so there's always and and i think that's good for them i think the visual thing i've tried to encourage all people i'm talking to to come come visual not just do phone calls i think there's a, you get a lot more from that than just doing a phone call don't you yeah it's nice it's nice to be able to see other people yeah. and it gives you a reason to kind of make yourself look presentable as well yeah yeah absolutely okay so i think that's probably it i mean maybe what siobhan and i may do is get together again in a couple of weeks time or in a couple of weeks in because I have a feeling as we go along here there's going to be different things that are going to come along at different moments aren't they 
once we begin yeah, it's, a, stuff. it's a lot easier at the moment to have an attitude of excitement about this whole thing yeah, because it's yeah. new but yeah two weeks down the line when we're all quite fatigued so it's going to be different psychological issues coming through yeah so look Siobhan where can people find you uh, so on Instagram, I'm under my business name, which is Anxiety to Confidence, um, and that's the number two. So Instagram, Anxiety to Confidence, and my website is Anxiety to Confidence dot com as well. And are you doing a? This won't be quite right. A twenty eight, twenty nine, or thirty day anxiety yeah. challenge? Yeah. So in order to help out with the inevitable stress and anxiety that people are experiencing right now. Um, I've made my 28-day challenge, positivity challenge, completely free. So you just need to go on my website, um, onto my online courses section, and you'll be able to sign up to that completely free. Um, so it's a challenge that I run anyway, because it's a really useful way to teach people how to be more positive. Um, but in this particular case, I've made it free so that people can benefit from it, because yeah. uh, it will be useful as the days progress to try and practice that positive mindset, yeah. even though... The whole world is, is slightly getting a bit mad. I think something else I'd say on that, I, I would, because I think there's a danger what people can do is they can go a bit overwhelmed. They can, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that challenge, and that challenge, and that challenge. And you'll end up doing no challenges. Pick pick a couple of things, I would say. Yeah. Get them done, get them done, and build on that. Otherwise, you'll go for everything. And my experience is you'll end up doing 10% of everything, but end up doing nothing that makes you feel any better, particularly so. Select, select carefully what you do, right? Um, you can ask Cool House to pronounce my name. He knows. All right, I will, I will do. Thanks for that. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time. Um, if it's okay with you, we'll get together again in two or three weeks' time to see where we are. Yeah, a chat. If there's any comments people have uh, got, feel free to leave them. Uh, I know not everybody can comment on this because of the app that we're on, and some people can because they've signed a thing. But you can, I think you can leave comments and we should be able to see them, hopefully. If not, if, if we don't read them, we're not ignoring you because they may not be there. Contact Siobhan and myself and we, does the challenges help? With, okay. And we'll come, we'll, we'll all get back to you, won't we? As long as we can read them. If not, contact us. Yeah, absolutely. So just a question. I'm always happy to answer questions. A question that's just come up. Does the challenge help with depression, someone's asked? It's not specifically designed to help with a particular mental health issue, but what it is designed to do is help you practice positive thinking. So usually with anxiety and depression, it's kind of hopeless negative thinking that gets us into those kind of depressive episodes. Um, so it will help, but it won't necessarily fix it or cure it for you. Yeah. So look, in your, your business is to help people with anxiety, depression and stuff like that, isn't it? So um, anybody can contact Siobhan off of here anyway if there's any help that you need uh with that and then it goes without saying things like the samaritans uh are there to help people as well aren't they so yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah. okay thank you very much for your time thanks everybody that's okay thanks for having I'll me on wednesday and friday but i'll be posting about those a bit later today but for today Siobhan, thanks very much thank you for having me Anne. thank you stay safe everyone Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.